Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, here we are back Monday afternoon. They're getting ready to drop the puck. And the Wild are uh, going to kick off here pretty quick, so I'll go watch that after we're done with the show. Mr. Bennett. Yeah. Yes. Say, I ran into Matt Boo over the weekend down at the Loose Stove and Fireplace. And, uh, I'm sorry, at the uh, Duluth Sports Show, Matt Boo from Duluth yes. Sports and Fireplace, or, or Duluth, <laughs> Duluth uh, <laughs> Stove and Fireplace. My goodness. Anyways, I said, we missed you last week. He said, yeah, he was busy, but we happened to have Matt Boo from Duluth Stove and Fireplace, who I saw at the Duluth Sports Show over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have a good uh, sports show there, uh, Matt Boo? I absolutely did. It was, uh, as always, it's a great uh, it's a it's a great show to show in because it's it's a little different crowd than the home show. Uh, yeah, kind of kind of outdoor oriented people, and so it's fun to see what they're doing. Uh, and usually, it's kind of a unofficial start to getting ready for spring and summer. And I think uh, this year it was an official. <laughs> now, did you uh, did you did you have a? Uh, I wanted to ask you because I knew you were going to be there. Did you have a sauna set up? Yeah, I had two actually. Uh, we had a infrared room set up and operating, and then I had a cutaway sauna to show you know the traditional sauna and and some of the panel built or custom rooms that we could do. Sure. Well, I bet you that did pretty interesting because it seems like there's more and more people all the time that are finding ways to make their home even more comfortable, more accommodating. And, and a sauna, I would think, would be just just fit that bill to a T. A lot of interest on the sauna. You're absolutely right. And I think what gets the people the most is, you know, everybody likes them. They've had them in the past or they, they're looking to put one in. But to see it there right in the middle of the show floor at the deck, it really puts a, well, I can do this. This is a real simple thing to do. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I know my own self, I've always thought, boy, it'd be a great idea to have one, except that, oh, I'd have so much humidity in the house that it would uh, peel the wallpaper off the wall. But that's not the case at all, is it? No, no, there's, there's humidity produced when you're in a traditional sauna, but it, not as much as a shower or a, uh, you know, boiling water. So if right. you're in a situation where you need to mitigate humidity, then you just do the mechanical ways you would do it with a shower. But uh, for the most part, it's very little. Fantastic. So so that, that uh, now you had that on display. What else did you have? I would assume you had a few of your better uh, either wood burning or electric stoves and fireplaces showed as well? Sure. So we, we showed some sauna heaters as well, but then the other focus in the booth was we we're kind of focusing on the uh, tax credit. Oh, yeah. So Skyler did a little research and found that uh, Duluth Stove and Fireplace probably has the most available uh, qualifying stoves. So he had a big list up there of what stoves qualify. So I had a Hearthstone, I had a Vermont Casting, uh, Regency, uh, more so. So all those were the uh, qualifying stoves. Fantastic. So, yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful because uh, I'll tell you, the more and more you read about home comfort and things, you see so many stories about fireplaces being not only just 
wonderfully nice to have around the home, you know, and for those dark, long winter nights when it's uh, when it seems like it <laughs> barely gets light in the day and it's already dark. Uh, but you can sit there, read books at night. You can fam have the family gather around the fireplace. But more and more people, more I'm reading in some of these journals about people putting fireplaces in their bedroom simply because at night when they go to bed, maybe they have the TV on in there for a while. Maybe they're reading, but they want to have that uh, uh, gas insert that they can just shut down and know that it's out when they shut it off and yet uh, and can can provide a lot of comfort and enjoyment when it's on. Yeah, that's uh, that application is, is really fitting. We used to put a lot of low BTU uh, gas units in bedrooms, uh, sometimes some little cute parlor stoves, but the electrics have really stepped into that market. Uh, yeah. You know, and then you can have something that's providing no heat unless you want it, uh, but it's giving you that glow and that, you know, the dancing flame feel. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, uh, we're talking to Matt Boo, one of the uh, fine people over at uh, Duluth Stove and Fireplace, and I'm going to let Matt tell you where they're located, how to get a hold of them, what hours they're open, but I'll tell you what, you got to get over there because they've got the finest selection selections of gas and pellet burning and wood burning and every kind of unit you can think of, and like he said, so many of them qualify for federal tax rebates where you can get a tax write-off uh, because you've upgraded your heating system to put a nice unit in. Plus, they've got a whole line of uh, fireplaces, yes, but they've also got saunas. They've got equipment for saunas and so much more at Duluth Stove and Fireplace. So, Matt, tell us how to get a hold of you, what hours your operation, that kind of thing. Our showroom is on the corner of 25th Avenue West and Superior Street. Our hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6, Friday, 8 to 4.30, Saturday, 9 to 2. Our phone number is 218-727-9002, and our website is DuluthStove.com. And, Brad, if I could say one final thing here uh, to Matt. Sure. Matt, it was Absolutely. really something to meet your grandson at the Duluth Sports Show. Your son was there, of course, with your grandson. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Grandpa? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a good duty. Good, good duty. Isn't that something to be called a grandpa? You, you just don't feel like you should. Can you? No, I know. We oh, did that's a, good. We, we did the run on Thanksgiving, and it was, I said, come on, let's go for a three-generation run. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm the oldest generation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that's Duluth Stove and Fireplace, folks. You want to get out there and take a look at what's available because once you see the multitude of things, I mean, all the way down to even if you maybe you don't want to have a, a, an actual burning unit in the home. You know, they've got these ornamental ones now. I even have one in my house that you can just uh, flip a switch like a like a remote control on a TV and turn it on. It'll even put out a little bit of heat for to make the room more cozy, but especially because of the light and the color involved in it is just a nice, nice thing to have in the house. So Duluth Stove and Fireplace for all of your needs in the Northland. Make your home much cozier and warmer. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it much. Thanks, guys. See ya. Well, okay. So, uh, so Kenny, before we take our first break here, I want to start this uh, thing because... Stephen Colbert, you know, he's kind of, he's supposed to be a, a talk show host, kind of a, a, a funny commentator 
Well, he's he also is considered by a lot kind of on the left side leaning and doesn't pitch to left, but he's... Uh, is he he's a lefty? Kind of a, yeah, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. <laughs> yeah. He came out after uh, after hearing Fanny Willis's testimony and the discussion. He said, first of all, he said, her testimony is going to be discussed in lawsuits and bar training for a long, long time. But the one thing he said that was absolutely disastrous. He was furious with her. He said, here's the one thing. Yes, Donald Trump and his associates are on trial in this, one of the most important cases in the history of our republic, he said. So, and I've just got one follow-up question uh, here for her. Given that you're removed, if you are removed from the prosecution, it could delay this trial until after the election. The question I have is, how good was the sex, Fanny? Good enough to risk democracy over? Because I've never had sex that good. You know what really feels good? Donald Trump going to prison. That's what Stephen Colbert is thinking. But he's really angry at Fannie Mae because he said she may have jeopardized democracy in a nutshell. Anyway, let's. We're gonna take. Uh, we're going to take a talk with our friend Chris Dolph. I thought we already did that. Didn't we talk to Chris? Yeah, we did. You're reading old uh, notes. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Oh, I'm looking at old notes here. Is that what I got? Okay, here we go. All right, now I'm in the right right frame, right ball game here anyway. But let's take our first break here, and then we'll come back uh, right after with more Sound Off on a Monday in the Northland. KDAL relaxing calm coffee jazz time is 122. We're looking out the windows of the uh, KDAL studio. We're seeing some uh, white caps on the big lake and some of the bluest waters we've ever seen, but we're kind of used to that. We like that. Yes, it's very calming. And that music is calming as well. Well, it's relaxing Any, calm uh, coffee jazz. And we do have an update on the hockey game. Okay. Vancouver 1, yeah. Minnesota 0. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wild always seem to do better when they score first, don't you think? Well, I think that's kind of a trend in the NHL altogether, but I uh, saw a great game yesterday, that outdoor stadium series, the New York Rangers and oh, New York yeah. Islanders. Wow. The Rangers were down 5-2 to two to the Islanders, stormed back, tied it, and then won it in overtime. Wow. You're kidding. Wow. No, the Rangers won that game, and... Uh, they're without uh, one of their uh, leading uh, players. I don't know how he is on the scoring sheet, but uh, former, uh, well, Minnesota native uh, Blake Wheeler is out for the season with an injury. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is he that kid from Eden Prairie or somewhere, I think? Uh, mm-hmm. Blake Wheeler, was he Blaine? I don't remember. I'd have to look into Maybe it. Maybe Blaine, yeah. Um, now you got me having to look into that because I, I don't think we can uh, let him no, go no, without... Making a, he's from Plymouth. Uh, where did he play as a high school hockey, though? We'll have to look well, into that. Well, it must have uh, been probably Blaine then, maybe up in that area. Yeah, yeah. he played, uh, he went to Wyzetta. He's a, he's a Trojan. Okay. Yeah. So he grew up Plymouth and ended up going to school out in Wyzetta. Wyzetta. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the last part of this story on Fannie Mae here is that uh, this, this, uh, this guy again, 
Stephen Colbert, I want to know if the sex is that good to destroy democracy. He says, uh, he said also, he said, where's Belize? He said, what continent? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you here. During the testimony, she said, uh, well, I've gone to the Bahamas with them. I've gone to Belize with them. I've gone to Aruba with them. Don't embarrass me, and I'm not sure what continent those places are on. Folks, we aren't cherry-picking to pick on her. She's a link to the hearing. You know, if you wanted to watch it yourself, you could, because there is a link to it. But, but Kenny, I don't know if you've seen this one yet, but you know what they are now calling this that Fannie Mae has been on the on the hearing stand? They're calling it Zippergate. Have you seen that? No, I'm not trying to pay too much attention to it, but... No, well, I I was watching it pretty pretty intensely because I wanted to see how her, how she defended herself, and what struck me as odd was the dress she had on looked like oh, yeah, it had yeah. a zipper right up to the neck. You mentioned that last week, Brad, and I'm fun, yeah. I'm glad you meant because you know what they showed a clip of her walking onto the stand, and I thought, okay, I'm going to take a look at this. And she's walking, and I'm thinking, I don't, I don't see a zipper. I don't know what he's talking about. And then she sits down, and there's the zipper on the front, all the way up to her neck. Right. I thought, is that supposed to be in the back? It is supposed she, to be in the no. back. No. Yes, it is. That's in the fact, style. They, That's the design. She's not going to put a dress on no, backwards. No. Yeah, they they posted a picture of the actual dress <laughs> wow. from the manufacturer online. Really? It has. If you remember it, seeing her get up on stage wow. there, she the the dress, the red dress she had on, had a uh, like a belt or like a tied bow that appeared in the back. It's supposed to be in the front. <laughs> the, the the bow is supposed to be oh, in the man. front, and the zipper is supposed to be in the back. That's funny. So 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 there uh, again. Colbert says, "Oh my God, Fanny wore a dress backwards. Was she rushing out of bed to get dressed this morning, or what's going on here?" It it's going to be interesting to see what this what this judge. But again, this is not a jury that's ruling on this. This is just a judge that will come out here that is acting like God that will determine whether she should recruit herself from this case totally, and whether Nathan. A wage should also be recruited, which would then turn the the court gate upside down. Would have to you'd have to put a new uh, a new jury in place. Somebody would have to appoint not a new jury, but a new uh, a new prosecuting attorney would have to be put in place, and that would probably move the case back beyond uh, the election, which uh, which would seriously affect how this whole thing uh, plays out. A legal analyst, Carolyn Polassi, who is affiliated with MSNBC, called this development epic and monumental. She emphasized that if these allegations are proven to be true, it would be a massive blow to Willis's case and could even disqualify her from prosecuting Trump. Polassi also noted that deceptive statements made in court would have serious consequences for a prosecutor. Now, he seemed, this Nathan Wade, seemed to be at, uh, answering questions straight out. They asked him if he had had an affair with uh, Fannie Mae. He said he had. They asked him when he started. He said exactly what it was. But there was a lot of this discrepancy over, did she ever pay you back for the money you put out to go to Aruba and Belize and the Bahamas? And he said, yes, she did. And they asked her, and they've obviously got together ahead of time, kind of put their heads together. 
because I asked her, did he ever, did she ever pay you back? And he said, yes, she paid me back in cash, <laughs> which is really questionable. Well, in the meantime, to get off of that case, we'll get off the Zippergate case and get to Garage Door 101. Phil from Garage Door can tell us exactly what happens. Well, kind of tell us exactly what happens. There's a lot of reasons your garage door may not go up or down when it's supposed to, isn't there, Phil? Uh, yeah, and this is uh, this is Sean here. and I, um, Oh, it's Sean. I'm okay, back, good. I'm back from vacation. You are. Good for you. Did you go anywhere exciting and warm or just took a few days off? No, we... Uh, the family and the kids and I all went to Disney for last week. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, out in California or down in Florida? In Florida. Okay. Nice. So, Very nice. So I'm all rested and ready to go and answer questions. And, and FYI, I'm all about taking cash, too. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll take cash, credit cards, uh, just about anything. <laughs> yes. But uh, seriously, but, seriously, though, so, Sean. Uh, yeah, um, and for whatever reason, lately we've been having a, a big run on um, newer homes that the GFIs are popping. So, you know, that's kind of a new thing we've been telling everybody to take a look at because, you know, code requires the GFI outlets. And they I don't know why there's a big run on them lately, but they've been going. And, you know, when your door doesn't move, it could be just as simple as going to reset the GFI outlet in the garage. Oh, so, so the codes say that you have to have your garage uh, unit plugged into a GFI outlet. And, yeah, I can see where that could be the case. That could be just as simple as that uh, that little button popped in the outlet. You could just have to push that back in. Yes, yeah, so uh, a little tidbit of advice uh, is, if, you know, before you call in, grab a hairdryer or a radio or something and just go to that outlet and see if you got power. Um, because... Okay. We've been having a big run on that lately, so I wanted to make sure I. And I don't know if it's because of the you know warm weather and the front ground is dying. I I don't know why, but it's happening. So, but other than that, uh, you know things are going good. The weather's warming up. Um, oh, you spring bet. remodeling is coming, nice. and and I can tell you that uh, the uh, other thing that I found very interesting in, in the, the builders' magazines that uh, garage door has. Now taking number two spot for your return on investment when you're going to sell your house and seeing that the spring season is coming and you're thinking about, you know, painting, new siding. Um, yep. Garage doors in the curb field have taken number two on the uh, return on investment. So I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, I, I would have to uh, agree with that because I'll tell you what, I sold, uh, well, my wife and I sold our home on Chambersburg and... I unfortunately had bumped the garage door a few times, and it was yeah. bent. I mean, we had a metal garage door, but it was there were a couple of dings and bends in it, and it just didn't look good. And my real estate agent that we were working with said, hey, if, if you can afford to do it, I would replace the skin on the door. Just have that, that door skin replaced because it'll make a difference, and sure as heck it did. Within having it changed, within a couple of days, we sold the house. Yeah, so it, it the curb appeal, you know, and, and you want to get the people in the house, and if you drive by and it looks like, you know, you got holes in your siding and garage doors hit, they just kind of keep driving by. 
Yep. Well, it doesn't it doesn't look like you took proper loving care of the home if it's all dinged and beat up. So I would agree with Sean if you've got a chance to get that door looking better. Now, there's lots of things that can make your door not go up and down. It can be safety sensors. It can be the door replacement, rails, broken springs, anything. But, Sean, you guys handle all of that kind of work, don't you? Yes. Yes, we handle all makes and models. Uh, we... Anything that can go wrong with the door, we can fix it. Fantastic. So here's the deal, Northlanders. Phil's uh, service team stands ready to help you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, year-round. When you need that door to go up and down, they're standing by ready to make sure that it does exactly that. And they don't care whether it's a residential home or a commercial garage door service uh, they've been doing repairs and installations since 1994. They're locally veteran-owned and union-operated. Phil's Garage Door Service at Duluth. You can reach them simply by picking up the phone and dialing them at 218-525-7654. Or just go online in your computer to philsgaragedoor.com. You get a lot of the information right there, and they can help you out uh, anytime you need it at Phil's Garage Door. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate your time, and I'm glad you had a good vacation. Yeah, thank you, and uh, we'll talk again next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. So anyway, uh, the feds, uh, by the way, have now charged a man. We've got to take our CBS News break from Minneapolis. I'll tell you about this when we come back after CBS News. KDAL. KDAL time, one thirty-eight. We'll take down that loud Alice Cooper music. <laughs> uh, 32 degrees at Sky Harbor. Winds are out of the northeast at 15, 32 on the air temp, 22 on the wind chill. Uh, Brad, a two to nothing Vancouver leads. Oh. Yeah, two nothing Vancouver leads Minnesota. Vancouver, two goals on two shots. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who's, who's in the net? The... Uh, Big dumb Swede. There, I said it. No, I, me and my wife, me, me, I'm Swede. My wife is Swede. And I just have yeah. this ongoing thing uh, when my wife and I are watching that when uh, they do something bad, I just, you know, make fun of them. But uh, I, so, I do like him. Uh, but he's got to just stand he, up when not, you make these saves, Philip. Yeah. Well, they're, they're playing a good team today, a very good team. They are. And, Two shots still, on yeah. goal. Two goals. Two goals. Jeez, I hope Philip isn't flipping around, and I hope he's standing up. Brad, when you're on your knees as a goaltender, your pads are useless because you're sitting on them. Yeah, but some guys don't understand that you got to take the puck and put it upstairs then when the guy's down like that. I just don't like that style. I've just never been a fan. I never will be. Stand up, face the puck. Two to nothing already, and it's still a first period. This could be a long day. Yeah, and the first goal score, it, it was only a second goal of the season. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, the story I was going to tell you about this morning, a naturalized U.S. citizen who uh, rapped, he rapped, when I say rapped, 
you know, that that kind of thing, the rap music. He rapped about flying to shoot New York up after training with the Islamic State in his native Somalia has been charged with supporting a terrorist organization, federal prosecutors have said Friday. Harafa Hussani Abadi, 41, of Minneapolis, was arrested recently in South Africa. Remember now, Minneapolis has the largest uh, population of Somali refugees of anywhere in the country. And we've had literally hundreds of them charged and arrested and prosecuted for this feeding our future frenzy uh, fraud that happened where millions of dollars were taken from the federal government under the coronavirus feeding our future. It was They were supposed to be feeding children after school because there was no, no school and these kids supposedly didn't have a place to eat. So they were opening these shelters where they were supposed to be feeding them well, almost every single one of them was run by some Somali group. And now this uh, this guy, Harafa Hussani Abadi, has been charged uh, in New York, in the United States, this week, according to U.S. Attorney's Office in New York. He was ordered held following an initial appearance in federal court in Manhattan on Friday. Abadi had moved to Minnesota, from Minnesota to Somali in 2015, Somalia, and joined a group of ISIS fighters at a training camp. Uh, in addition to receiving weapons training, Abadi worked in the group's media wing, making and appearing in recruiting videos described by a pro-ISIS outlet, the filing said. The, the complaint quotes lyrics from a 2017 audio clip in which Abadi allegedly raps about inflicting violence in New York City with automatic gunfire and explosions are heard in the background. We're going to carry on jihad, fly through America on our way to shoot New York up. They're trying to shut this thing. We ain't going. We're going to come back and blow up New York, he said. Abadi left the camp in 2017 after clashing with ISIS group leadership, which had him jailed, the complaint said. He eventually escaped and traveled to Hagarasai, Somalia, where he was arrested. Mr. Abadi left this country to join ISIS, trained as a fighter, and actively aided the group. And so that's, uh, that's what he's been arrested for, and he could spend a great deal of time in jail, it turns out, with... By the way, a couple of other things that you need to know about as the day goes on. Uh, you know, there is another competitor other than just Joe Biden on the Democratic side for the presidency this year. A couple of them, actually. But the one from Minnesota here, uh, a, a former uh, state senator, Dean Phillips, <clears throat> has announced now that he is laying off a number of people in his campaign. It turns out his campaign is not catching on like he had hoped it was going to catch on. And uh, he did have a couple of fairly good supporters in the beginning that uh, put some fairly strong money into his campaign, but it's not. it does not seem to be catching on. Uh, Friday evening, he announced that his uh, campaign, his presidential campaign, is laying off a substantial number of staff and financial and uh, amid financial challenges. However, the announcement made in a video posted on social media did not indicate that Mr. Phillips withdrawing 
is withdrawing from the presidential race. I find it, uh, I found it, it almost impossible to raise enough to do this campaign the way I want, Mr. Phillips said in the video. And today, sadly, I had announced layoffs to a lot of my staff members. Uh, Mr. Phillips, 54, positioned himself as a younger alternative to Joe Biden, 81, when he launched his campaign in October of last year, uh, late in the season. His platform focused on relieving, uh, re re uh, revitalizing the economic uh, conditions here and uh, helping working families and repairing other broken political system. The three-term Democratic congressman, and was a congressman, not a senator, faced defeats in New Hampshire and South Carolina de uh, uh, Democratic primaries against Joe Biden and was not on the ballot in November. So he's he struggled. Uh, Phillips has been left off the Democratic primary ballots in some stages, in some states, and has filed challenges against other states. So it's in he's he's uh, having a hard time. Anyway, what's the problem, Kenny? What's your <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble. Uh oh. Yeah. I made that statement about uh Philip Gustafson, our goalie. Oh boy, yeah. now you got the phones ringing above well, big dumb Swedes. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I got a text. Uh, so Kenny, how much is your goalie contract worth with the Minnesota Wild? <laughs> Get back to me with that when you can. Thank you. Armchair goalie. Oh man. <laughs> that was my wife, by the way. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, she can she can be critical like that, I guess. <laughs> well, but yeah, you don't yeah. want to you don't want to say much about Swedes' intelligence in this country. I mean, no. everybody well, has some. Well, I'm Sweden in them, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm probably more Swede than I am Italian, actually, Brad. Really? I th I might be. I I don't know. I've never done the deal, but uh, I I could be on my dad's side. Uh, yes, yes. Did I ever tell you the story about my wife's connection with her grand, with her great grandma? I guess her great grandmother, not her grandmother, but her her grandfather was a cavalry officer in North Dakota with the Union Cavalry. Yeah, uh, not yeah, but the Union Cavalry, and he uh, he was involved in the Indian Wars out there. Well, he ended up falling in love with an Indian maiden. Oh. And he ended up bringing her back to two harbors where they lived and grew up. And at that particular time, I mean, this was quite a few years ago, uh, being married to a Native American was, you know, was not a great uh, 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 career builder, shall we say. So they decided, the two of them got together and decided that she was going to be Italian. And for the rest of her life in, in, uh, in two harbors... She was introduced, and she introduced herself as being Italian, when in fact she was a Native American. Really? Yep. Uh, let's get so an update. So, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah, let's get an update. What are we going? Please don't tell me it's three to nothing now. Well, the Wild have scored a goal. It is now two to one at the end of the first. So, Minnesota's At on the end the, of the first. Okay. At the end of Good. the first. And uh, who uh, scored that goal for the Wild? Uh, oh, my favorite, my favorite player on Let the me, team, the Swede. Bold. Erickson Eck, he's my favorite player. Oh, oh Eric, yes, he does. You know, the one good thing about Erickson Eck is he's not afraid to get up and bang it in front oh, of the no. net, is he? No, he's one tough cookie. 
And uh, that might be his uh, 25th, 26th goal of the season. Uh, but 2-1, wow. to one, uh, Vancouver now leads Minnesota. And you can listen to the game on 7-10 a.m., but we're going to monitor it here until uh, 2 o'clock, and then uh, I'm going to turn on the radio. Oh, I'm just going to turn the dial, rather, to 710. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, yep. I'm I'm going to shut off and watch it on TV. <laughs> Get back to me with that when you can. How much is your goalie contract worth? Armchair yeah. goalie. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay. Jan, I'm sorry. I take good, it back. Good one, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, we got to take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back with more here on Sound Off on a Monday edition. Wild have had the better of the possession. They've had the better of the chances. They've had the majority of the shots. And yet they're upside down by two on the scoreboard. Kaprizov ahead for Boldy. Boldy drives in, spins to the backhand, they score! KDAL time, 154. There you go. The Wild, uh, that was the call from uh, Anthony LaPanta on the TV side of things. And uh, the wild. Now he said Boldy scored. Well, Boldy made the pass over to uh, oh, Erickson Eck. Okay. And Erickson Eck okay. actually was trying to stop or come to a sc- stop with his skates and directed it in with his skates. But it wasn't a kicking motion, it was a legal goal. And uh, okay. two to one after the uh, first period. And again, wild hockey on our brother station, 7 10 a.m. Hey, I have a disappointing uh, news for some of you out there that, that uh, you know, a big part of your income might be your Social Security payments. There's a, a word out this morning, a story out this morning, that next year's COLA, uh, that's the increase that you might get cost of living adjustment, is going to be much smaller than it was last year when you got one of the biggest COLAs in many, many years. And the reason for that is because uh, inflation has gone up. The Social Security Administration sees it, uses it to determine the COLA for the forthcoming year. Some economists have predicted the main inflation metric, the Consumer Price Index for urban wage earners, may go down this year due to the recent interest rate hikes uh, issued by the Federal Reserve. According to the policy group, the Senior Citizens League, Based on the 2.9% January Consumer Price Index for urban wage owners, this group has adjusted the long-term forecast, COLA, to be only 1.75% in 2025. The overall Consumer Price Index rose 3.1% last month, but the uh, overall for the year looks like the COLA increase will only be one75 Last year, it was substantially higher than that. Well, Northlanders, we are uh, just about out of time here today. Um, Today is President's Day, of course, and uh, we also want to remind everybody, please be respectful of our law enforcement community. Give them the high sign, wave at them, show them a little respect, because you know what? Far too often in this last couple of years, as always, too many cases, they've been paying with their lives in our protection, as happened down in Burnsville this last weekend. And Brad, sad, sad, sad. it really yes. is. It really is. Today is also Iwo Jima Day, February ah. 19th, 1945. Uh, quite a day for the U.S. Marines at Iwo Jima. Quite a day. I think I lost Brad there unintentionally, so we're going to take this break and tell you that we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, huh, that's kind of weird. 
Well, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with three more hours of Sound Off. And if you're so inclined to uh, stay on the radio and listen to Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins, we appreciate that. Or you can listen to the Minnesota Wild over at our brother station, 710 AM. Let me-